What's up, everybody? It's Nick. Um, sorry, I have not been as consistent as I wanted to. Um, yeah, I I have no excuse. It's just it's really hard to me for it's hard for me to stick to a schedule as most, if not all of you know. But also, I did lose my voice for a little bit, and it was rough. And I'm talking like I was trying to speak and no sound was coming out except like a little tiny squeak. Like not even not even that actually. It was barely a whisper. Anyway, I I digress. So I hope everyone has been having a good time since I last I last spoke with you. I honestly I don't even know when that was. And I'm sorry. Apologies. If you tuned into my last episode, there was kind of this weird pause in the middle of it, and I am ready to talk about what that was. It's super exciting. So yeah, let's let's go get started. Um, I'll give you a quick TLDR um, just so we don't spend the majority of the time talking about the, the background info. I have always had this dream in my head since I was a little kid, like think seven to eight years old, I think probably seven. I have always wanted to work in aerospace and space and defense. Um, And I always had it in my head that I was going to work for this specific company. And I, I had no game plan of how to do that. Long story short, I... I'm sitting at my desk at my at my current job and I just have this little tiny nudge. It was like just just go on indeed. Just just go. And I'm thinking to myself, no, no, you always do this. Stop looking. The grass is always greener. No, the, gr- the grass is greener where you water it. You need to grow and learn where you're at. Don't go it, it's escapism. So, I kind of fought it for a little bit. That little urge was just like, just go, just look. Why not? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? So I I do just that. I go on Indeed and I don't even type anything in. I don't. Nothing. And in the middle of the page is this job post that was posted yesterday or the sorry, the day before. And it's for my dream company. And it was for my dream role. And I've tried two other times to work for this company when I was back in HR and when I was even before when I did finance. And I didn't get it. There was, it took like two months to even get an email rejection. So I was like, there's no way that this is even going to be a thing. But you know what? Go big or go home. I'm going to do it. Why not? But so I click on this on the job description and I'm thinking to myself, well, of course, it has to be like you need 10 years of experience and a PhD and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't care. I'm I'm gonna do it anyway. I look at the description and lo and behold, I fit all of the qualifications, all of that. And I'm thinking to myself, no way. I gotta I gotta go for it. So I do. I do. I do. Do it, and I'm like, I don't even care. Like, I have to try. So, I do that. Um, I also have um, my my aunt 
currently works there. And I thought, I'm going to send her a message, let her know. I'm I'm trying to go for this company. And she's she immediately says, okay, don't worry. Send me the, the job ID and I'll send it off. So she sends me a link to fill out the same uh, job application except through the referral process. And I'm thinking, this could help. Like, why not? Like, use the connections you have. So I do that. I get a phone call an hour later from the hiring manager. And he asks me, like, can we have a conversation? And I'm just thinking, uh, yes, of course you can. Immediately, yes. <laughs> so anything for you. And we schedule time for the next day. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've never even talked to a person from this company, let alone so fast. So I'm immediately thankful. And I'm like, God, is, is this you? That seemed like a weird nudge out of nowhere. Like that it seemed weird. So I have this conversation. I'm so excited. When I tell you I prepared for this conversation, you have no idea. I researched everything that I could. I had a story lined out. I'm 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 a storyteller and it was interesting and endearing and it was captivating and I'm thinking, "Oh, I got it. I got this. I'm finally preparing." Yay. Whatever. Anyway, I said this was going to be TLDR. It's it's very L for long. And I have this conversation and it just feels so natural. It's flowing. It's great. I even cracked a couple jokes. They landed. That's important if you if you know me. Anyway, I so I have this conversation. I feel so good about it. Or sorry, the hiring manager says, I'll get back to you by the end of this next week. And I'm thinking, okay. That sounds wonderful. And I wait. And an entire week goes by. And it's Friday. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is not going the way I had hoped. Okay, not great. (laughs) And I'm getting a little discouraged. And I was actually inspired that Friday to pick up my podcast Again, because I, I I was lagging. It's just – it's hard for me. So I'm in the middle of recording. I feel so spirit-led. I feel so in my creative element. And I get a phone call. That's why you hear the pause in that last episode. I take the phone call and I – it was a it was a different person. It was, an, it was a recruiter, an actual recruiter from this company. And he introduced himself and said, hey, did you hear back from the hiring manager? And I said, no. And I'm thinking, oh, no. This guy is calling the losers like me. Oh, wow. That was heartbreaking. So I'm listening to him speak to me. And he says, well, you know what? I actually have his feedback right here in front of me. I'm thinking, oh, you do? Can you what is can you share it with me? <laughs> and he goes, Yeah. Um, so we would like to move forward with you. And I'm elated. I am overjoyed. I am ecstatic. Several other synonyms for absolutely stoked. And I'm thinking, wow, I've got an interview with this company. I am beyond anything that I've ever felt before career-wise. And that's when he says, we would like to offer you 
the position. Uh, what? Excuse me, sir. Are are you insane? Like that's not how regular job offers go, let alone a company this prestigious, this big. I mean, they're a billion dollar industry that works with the government. How can how can you do this? And I'm just I do I I say to him, are what? Yes, yeah, of course. Mhm. I I would I would very much enjoy that. And I'm thinking my head is spinning. They hired me off a 45-minute conversation. We barely even spoke about too much about um, like all the things I prepared and I had planned went out the window. I just had a really heartfelt conversation with this hiring manager and he, I guess he liked it. I guess it was just right place, right time. In other words, it was completely God, nothing of my own merit. I am honestly unqualified for this position, but we're going to table that. So I am absolutely overjoyed. I'm just thinking, wow, this is incredible. This is amazing. Like this is my dream job, dream company. It's finally happening because I'm not going to lie. I felt like a loser for a little bit, a little bit. We'll get into that later. So I'm working on getting background checked and drug screened and all that good stuff. Again, billion dollar company, worked with the government. They're going to do some digging. And I was thinking, everything's going to go so smoothly. Cool. Great. And it's not how it went, the actual process. And at the same time, in in tandem with the background check process, the screening not going the way I would hope, not on my timeline, my current job is becoming much more difficult. Not necessarily the workload, but just like dealing with people and the terrible side of human nature. How does this relate to anything spiritual? I'm getting to that. Thank you for bearing with me. (laughs) So in my personal growth slash spiritual journey, I'm working on really being unoffendable. And mainly what that means to me and what that looks like is not outwardly showing annoyance, vexation, or any sort of impatience with people, which is very hard because of who I am as a person and a quite expressive person at that, as you can probably tell. Anyway, I'm dealing with crazy things from my coworker, my CEO, both of them. One of them is old enough to be my mother. The other one, the CEO, is old enough to be my grandfather. And they're acting very immaturely. Um, there's rumors that have been started about me, which I'm I'm in disbelief, honestly. Like I am not thought of highly over there. And it seems a little personal. And I was thinking, you know what? As annoying as this is, this is a growth opportunity for me. And I'm supposed to grow into a more compassionate and patient Christ follower. So I'm not stoked about that, but it needs to be done, correct? Yes. Again, rejoicing in my sufferings. Not ideal, but we're here. On many fronts, like I just got my dream job and I'm excited and I know this process is going to take a little bit And I'm thinking, it doesn't matter. Whatever happens to me in my current job, I'll just deal with it because I'm peacing out, guys. Sayonara. And lo and behold, God can already see where I'm going with this. And he's like, oh, sweetie, my love, no, 
I, I need you to humble yourself still. I gave you a huge blessing. Please don't undo all of your progress that you've accomplished over the last year and a half or so. And again, a little thorn in my side. I, I completely understand. I can laugh about it now. So I'll I'll continue. I am thinking this is bad on many fronts, like looking looking back with my 2020 vision and my spiritual, like, okay, now I know what's going on. I'm already getting upset because, well, God gave this to me, this dream job that I'm going to grow into and that's going to be challenging but also very rewarding for me. I'm already thinking like, oh, I did this all myself. What a baddie. Like, look how great she is. And that I have to remind my, I have to humble myself. I didn't. God placed me at the right, right place, right time, right person, right attitude. And this is years in the making. And he, he orchestrated all of this. This was not on my own merit at all. Um, and I have to, I have to remember that. And it's also, he gave it to me. This is his timing. And obviously, had he not made me wait like he just did, things – I could have made the same mistakes I made um, when I had another really good job a, a few years ago, letting the money, letting the recognition, the prestige get to my head and completely derailing me from my true purpose and, and focus and whatnot. So – that there's already the timing thing. It's letting my own pride get in the way. I'm already becoming a little less patient in my current job. I was already – I wasn't trying as hard on that personal and spiritual growth of I have to be patient with my coworkers. I have to be a good example for what a Christ-obeying life looks like. And I'm already – I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing – I wasn't giving my all. I wasn't being terrible, but I wasn't being stellar. Like think uh, borderline B minus C. We're getting to C plus territory. And I was admittedly for where I am spiritually um, and my own stage, objectively, I was at an A minus from where I was, which is a giant jump. And now we were kind of creeping back. So this has been um, – I got the – I think I I applied – for the position on August 31st. I remember that because it was about to be September. I got the job offer September 13th. Um, and then it took all of this time to do this background check. And I'm thinking, I had a start date of October 10th and that's not happening. And I'm, I'm patient and I'm frustrated now. So that's what's going on in my head. And I was kind of getting really down on myself and I was getting really bitter and impatient. It all stemmed from the impatience and I just wanted to – I wanted to start. I wanted to finally get into everything that I feel like I've been prepared for and whatnot. It wasn't going great. So at at one point, I can feel myself becoming discontent and uncomfortable and impatient and I'm thinking, God – let me take a step back. I was actually doing really well in my journey of being content with not having all these things that I once thought I wanted. And now I'm I'm regressing. I don't want to do that. Please don't wake me make me wait longer, but oh, I need you to I need you to come in and 
and help me and guide me and, and bring me back to where I was, get me back on track. So what did I do last night? Again, all these negative things in my head. And I thought, you know what? <sighs> what does the Bible say to do? It says, worship and praise when you don't feel like doing that. So I'm thinking, okay, I got I to gotta worship and praise and I don't feel like doing that. So do it. Anyway, you're going to build the spiritual habits. So I decided to go to church last night on a Thursday. Oh, I didn't even – oh, we're, we're in for some, for some treats. I haven't even mentioned the absolute restoration, revival, healing that has been done for my relationship with my parents that I'll have to write a book at some point on that. But we'll get into that. So lo and behold, um, God has done an absolute miracle for me. I'll just give you the absolute shortest teaser ever. But yeah, that relationship has been restored and all the glory will forever go to God on that. And it's just absolutely incredible to experience that. It was so if I already didn't believe God existed, this absolutely solidified that God can do anything. And I'll I'll plan out that entire process and revelation and blessing another time. So long story short, I went to church with my mom. They had a Thursday night service at her church that I used to hate, by the way. It's it's wonderful now. It has a whole new pastor. The worship team's totally banging, and they've updated it. So that was fun. So I decide to go on a Thursday. I'm exhausted. Work is really taking its toll, and I honestly, I don't want to go. Like I'm about to text my mom, hey, sorry, not really that into it. But like she always taught me, it's the times where you don't feel like doing something for the Lord that you should probably really do it because it's it's the devil. It's the enemy. He's trying to distract you and he's trying to influence you not to do what we're called to do, what we're made to do really, which is praise and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and exalt his father. So I'm like, you know what? Just do it. You're not going to feel worse by going to this church. You know, I, I really enjoy the pastor. I'm being so fed spiritually. And he's a fun guy. He's funny. Um, he's entertaining. He's a storyteller. So I, I connect with him on that level. And he's also just a really nice guy. We, we get there. It's packed, by the way, on a Thursday night. Wow. And lo and behold, his message was about contentment. So he's bringing up Paul's letters, Philippians, Timothy, all of that good stuff, and how Paul's writing these letters from, from jail. And he's saying, we got to be content only in Christ, which, yes, conceptually, we all know that. But what does it mean? And what does it feel like when you're in the weeds, which I was just experiencing, and I'm sure you have too. Think of What's going on in your life right now? What are your current struggles? What is taking away energy from you? And how are you how are you giving it to God? Are you doing that at all? You know, are we are we doing what we what's productive for us and what will help us through? So 
he's referencing very classic cornerstone scripture, Philippians 4.13, which say it with me. We all know this one is I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And I love that. I'm glad he brought that up because it's true. But the context that the pastor gave about this particular scripture, I want to focus on Philippians 4.12, so the verse right before, because everyone always references, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that's good. It's good. But the one before it is also just as good. And I would even say even a little bit like more helpful sometimes in certain aspects. Like for me, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And this is why I know it's not it's not an accident why we end up hearing the scriptures that we hear or why we go to church at just the right time. God's a storyteller. He is. He's the greatest storyteller of all time. It's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise, but I'm still just absolutely blown away by his absolute tapestry of time and space and actions and people. I digress. So Philippians 4.12, this is what it says. This pastor just absolutely hit me with this scripture and I needed to hear it. Uh, Philippians 4.12, I know both how to be abased and how to abound everywhere and in all things, uh, whether I'm hungry or full, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me or who strengthens me. So what Paul is saying is he knows how to be content in Jesus Christ, whether he's in the best of times or the worst of times, whether he has food or he doesn't, whether he's free or in jail, no matter the circumstance, he is content. And I was thinking about that last night during the service, and I was just absolutely I, – I can't even think of the correct word on the spot, which is embarrassing because I'm a writer, but just the poetic justice of everything that I was going through and then that message, it was too seamlessly put together and perfect. And I'm praying, you know, during the worship when once it's ending and I'm like, okay, Lord, I love you and I hear you. And I admit it, I'm being a brat. I think that's the hardest part. It's the hardest part to admit I'm not doing what I need to be doing and I'm bitter about it. And I don't, I'm sure you can relate to this, this feeling of if I'm truly content in Christ, I, we fall into the trap of thinking, well, I should be happy all the time. If anyone else sees that I'm not happy, then I'm not content in Christ enough. And that's not absolutely not true. Absolutely not true because we are not our thoughts or our feelings or even really our actions, though it's a good indicator of our thoughts and feelings and our character. But that's what fighting the flesh is. That's what dying to yourself is. It doesn't mean we're required to be happy, sunshine, smiling Christians. I think we we should be in the grand scheme of things because our joy is intrinsic, because it's based on the Lord and not our circumstance. 
But God knows how unrealistic that is for us as humans to be that happy, outward, joyful, outpouring Christian every second of every day. That's not what he's calling us to do. He's calling us to have faith in the times where it is hard, where we don't feel like praising, we don't feel like worshiping. What do you think Lamentations is all about? What do you think half of the Psalms that King David wrote about are? It's, oh God, why have you forsaken me? I am nothing. I am miserable without you. (laughs) Please come save me. And I read those in these times where I'm I'm not happy and I'm I'm very discontent. And I'm thinking, okay, it's okay to feel like this. And it validates me. It allows me not only to have compassion for myself, as I would hope the same for you, but it also helps you to be compassionate toward other people and not this is a problem I have. Maybe you can relate. When people tell us their struggles or their problems or something that's hard for them, we immediately go into, oh, we'll just give it to the Lord. It's all good. And yes, that is not wrong. But this is why Jesus instructs us, weep with those who are weeping and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. So in other words, share and shoulder the burden with them. It's not about solving anything because we probably can't solve anything for them anyways. God can and literally in circumstance and also emotional support. But also we are called merely to be there with our brothers and sisters. Just another thing that I was given during that service last night. And I I want to bring my story full circle because I also want to acknowledge that during this season of my life right now, it's kind of like I I was coming out of survival mode and now into being and doing and now creating the kind of believer that I want to be and creating those spiritual habits and putting them into place. So it's this kind of transitionary period and it hasn't been the easiest thing, but I'm I'm doing my best. I know you guys are too with if you're with me along this journey, like in your own lives. So I also want to jot down that because of where and how much I'm trying to pursue a relationship with God. And I think he's giving me a lot of what I need right now of like more tangible answers than he's ever previously given me before. They've been a lot more spiritual, a lot more intrinsic, I guess, and more in my head, but now I'm actually seeing the the fruits of my labor, of praying. I'm also being a lot more open to asking for prayer. I have a couple friends off the top of my head that are really good at doing this, like asking for prayer themselves, but also asking people they care about, especially me, um, is there anything I can help pray for you for? Yeah, I think they if they're listening, they they know who it's definitely you. If you're it's you. <laughs> so it's it's great. And I'm also another post-it note on my things I want to work on in Nikki's spiritual journey is being more expressive outwardly in my worship, in my praise, in my prayer, in just outward declarations of I follow Christ. And at the same time, still shedding the remaining things in my life that are not so Christ-like. But anyway, so this morning, 
after I went to the church service and I kind of sat in those thoughts and and honestly recognized and did an inventory of what have you been doing to deal with the situation? You've been complaining and getting discouraged and being a brat and not carrying out what you should be doing for the Lord. And one of those things is doing this podcast, to be honest. That's that's one of my things that I'm doing for the Lord. So after being very gently yet brutally, but gently brutally honest with myself, I'm thinking, okay, God already knows what I'm thinking. He already knows what I'm feeling. So let's just let's do an honest prayer. This is at this is right when I woke up this morning. It was pretty early in the morning. Um, so I'm I'm praying and I'm like, God, let's just start off by being thankful for what you have done for me in this past year. From this start of October to last October, I was in a completely different place. Like it was the one of the worst times of my life. And to now, the change is astronomical. It's it's not even night and day that like I need a, more of a dichotomy between those two to to fully grasp the effect. But anyway, so I just wanted to say um, in this prayer this morning, God, thank you for what I do have. I can't ignore the blessings that you've given me. And as I'm thanking, I'm about to get into, you know, my work situation, the the job and dragging that dragging on and everything. And I can feel my flesh. I can almost hear it already. The thought it wants to get out and complain about is how much longer are you going to make me wait? I already knew that thought, but I interrupted that thought midway through and I said, I'm content. And the joy will follow that. I sat in that and I was very, I was proud of myself for doing what Paul says in taking your thoughts captive and not ruminating on these things. But also, yeah, I remembering where I was last October compared to where I am now, I am so much better off and I'm I've been so blessed. And that deserves some recognition. And I I'll I'll never stop thanking God for that. And in addition to that, all the people who helped me through that time are so near and dear to my heart. And really, I there's so many I'm surrounded by so many believers and just wonderful people. So thank you to everybody who had a hand in that. I I would not have gotten through this without you, really. Love you. Bless you. So I'm I'm happy in that of, you know what? I am content. Let's get back to that. Let's put my own ego, my own pride aside. And I said it again. I am content and the joy will follow. And I kid you not, three minutes later, it's 6.30. It's 6.30 when I said I am content. 6.33, I get that magic email saying, congratulations, you've been cleared. And at this point, God is just playing with me. He's sitting back with his popcorn like, I I knew you could do it. I'm proud of you. That's all I needed from you is to listen to me and do what I asked you to do. Be thankful for what you have. Praise me. Worship me. Talk to me. And the timing of it, 
is really what he is showing me is that's a very tangible aspect of what he's showing me in his relationship with me in the season is if you ask me for something and you're asking yourself to be prepared for that thing, I'm going to do it. And I encourage you to do the same. It's not only asking God for things that you want. And I'm not talking about, obviously, I'm not talking about Rolex watches. I'm, I'm talking about things you want, like a career path or to find a relationship or to even deepen your connection to whatever you want, those kinds of asks. God will provide them to you. However, there's also a preparation and you have to let yourself be set up by the Lord. And that's something I've been working on is if I'm going to ask for this, in my case, it was this dream job. I also knew I had to ask for, God, you need to prepare my heart. You need to prepare my steps. You need to guide me because I, I need to grow into this. Another thing I also wanted to talk about is what it means to be ready in the eyes of the Lord. And of course, it's going to look different for everybody, but here's a general guideline that I I believe that God articulated to me is it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be perfect by any means. You're never going to achieve that in if we're being honest. But when God is telling you or you get a word that you are ready for something, it's that you have the mindset of I don't have all the answers myself. God does. I am going to choose to rely on him, not just for this particular situation or ask that I'm speaking to him about, but my entire life. To me, the mindset is what qualifies you as being quote unquote ready. If you guys have any other qualifying things of what it means to be ready, I would love to hear about them, I should post on Instagram and give you guys a space to talk to me about these things because I am curious. Um, I do want to hear everybody else's responses and their personal experience as well. But I'll leave you with that. Being ready from the Lord. And again, I'm sure we've all heard this is God doesn't only call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And think about, I think, again, Paul talks about this. I'm not I can't remember exactly which letter. I think it's Ephesians because he's talking about the body of Christ. And he's saying um, – no, it's it's uh, Corinthians because it's it's the love is patient, love is kind verse. It's in that chapter, in chapter 13. Yes, I think that's it. Don't quote me. I'm sorry. So he's saying, I can speak with all the knowledge available, but if I have not love – I'm nothing but a clanging symbol. That's a very powerful thing to say. And he says multiple things similar to that, down that avenue of you can be the best at X, Y, Z if you don't have love or if you don't have this mindset that Jesus is Lord, it's worthless. And that's what qualifying the called is, is you are the called if you have the correct mindset of God is in control. I am merely a vessel and I love him and I I revere him. To me, that's what – that's kind of really the only requirement it takes to be called because anything else, he will qualify you. 
he'll do that. He'll do the work. If you ask him to, he will do it. So that is what's going on in life and also just what the Lord has placed on my heart to share. So much so to where I'm trying to let go of all my anxieties of trying to make this silly little podcast perfect. And I'm, again, trying to get back to the roots of why I did this. When I have these things to share, I want people – they need to know about these things and we need to start discussions if nothing else. Um, so I'll leave you with that. That was the story. My final thoughts are as much as we say, oh, yeah, I can trust Christ You know, when things are good. We love being comfortable. It's so hard to rejoice in our suffering sometimes. And But you know what? They keep us grounded. They keep us humble. They're the thorn in our side that allows us to still recognize that we're the ones not in control. And it's not things that we do on our own merit that yield results. So I'm kind of working on not being used to good fortune because again God does bless his children when they when they obey him but not again continuously fighting the fight of separating the thought that if I'm following Christ good enough my life will show it in material things you know like the the faith movement or I don't know if it was called that but thinking oh yeah, if you just follow Christ, you'll be rich and awesome and popular and everyone will love you. That is the exact opposite <laughs> of what the Bible says, especially Paul. Paul's the number one guy who will tell you like that's it's going to be hard. You might die for this. <laughs> really encouraging things. But anyway, so I want to challenge. I want to challenge ourselves this week do something uncomfortable again. Rough it in the name of the Lord. You know, do something like that takes some energy. Um, and really just be, again, be thankful for what we've been given and be thankful for the things that are to come. I love you guys. God bless. I will be signing off. <laughs>